Hey guys and welcome back to Can I Podcast. My name is Brody, and today we're going to be talking about uh, mental health, which um, obviously is predominantly going to be based on my own experiences. Um, recently, I've been listening to my previous episodes, you would have heard that um, I was going to see a psychologist for like the first time more or less in my entire life to sort out some stuff going on with me. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about the whole thing. Um, Obviously, this is my opinions, my thoughts and my feelings based on my own experiences. So um, this is, you know, just disclaimer that this doesn't have to be it for everyone. Although I will preface this with the fact that I think that mental health is very important and seeing seeing someone even if you don't have anything mentally like going on I think it's just really like there's nothing wrong with going to a psychologist I think it's really healthy if you have something that's upsetting you um I don't think there's any shame in it I'm obviously going to go into depth with all these points and stuff like that as well um but I just thought I'd put that at the beginning that I think it's really a great thing I mean I'm studying to be a psychologist so obviously maybe I'm like a little bit biased but I think it's really valuable to do um I just want to add as well I've been normally putting out um the last few episodes I put out the topic um, a week in advance before I record it just to give people the opportunity to send me in um, any stories or thoughts that they have on that topic which I did mention to send me um, anything from my last episode it hasn't been out for that long though and I, I'm actually going away for a week as it turns out um, so I don't know if I'll have an episode up next week because yeah I don't know if I'll get a chance to record one or not Um, but what I'm sort of trying to say is that I normally would put out a topic notification thing on my Instagram or Twitter at Cat Eye Podcast. Um, but this time I didn't put that one out there because as I said, I'm recording this a little bit in advance. Normally I sort of record it the day before or the day of, um, just to give plenty of time for people if they wanted to include anything. Haven't happened yet. Um, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, but this one, I just sort of thought aside from the fact that I want to record a little bit early with the fact that I am going away. Um, I also just wanted to, I guess it's a very heavy topic and I don't feel like, um, you know, people necessarily want to share that. I haven't talked a huge amount about it on my, um, podcast. So fair enough if people just want to get an eye, a vibe of what I am, um, in terms of like where I'm at mentally, my thoughts on that sort of thing. So, um, obviously this is always totally safe, um, and that sort of thing, but I just, yeah, I just felt like maybe this is one that's better off just being like a a single kind of a thing and I'll just talk about things from my perspective and we'll go from there. Um, obviously I want to put out a trigger warning for people that are maybe dealing with some stuff. I'm not going too heavily into um, my issues. As I said, I've only been to one session at this point. So the amount of confirmed things going on with me is kind of still limited at this point. Obviously we're still working through it. So um, you know, there's not a lot going on, but I think if you're dealing with stuff, sometimes hearing about other people's tru- troubles and problems can sometimes be a bit too upsetting or a bit too serious or just like, you know, not what you want to listen to. So fair warning, this is a bit more of a serious one. So if that's not something you're down for, maybe don't give this one a listen, but I have like 26 other ones that are a little bit sort of maybe a bit more light. Um, <laughs> so sift through them if you like. Um, But I think the best thing to do is just really get started with the whole thing. Um, So I'm just going to go into a bit of a backstory with myself and then we'll sort of basically... Whoops, my bad. Um, Yes, I'm just going to go into a timeline basically starting with what's been going on with myself, um, the appointment, and then finally just my thoughts on 
psychology and stuff in general and going to therapy. Um, I just think that timeline kind of works out well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll start off with the fact that my family isn't, isn't too huge on mental health, honestly. Like, I am sure that there's a lot of issues going on um, with several different family members. I'm not going to call anyone out because I can't obviously diagnose and I'm not a professional yet. Um, but I'm just, there's clearly things going on that are abnormal, that are not being addressed, that lead to kind of not great behaviors that are harming to themselves and others. And um, unfortunately, the suggestion of going and seeing someone for those problems, just even for themselves to feel better, is not well met. Um, so I don't actually know much of a history of mental health in my family at all because from a diagnosed point of view there is none but it's not because there hasn't been a diagnosis it's because they have never gone um, but I'm sure there's a, <laughs> a pretty clear hereditary track of record of things happening with different members so I'm not surprised if there's stuff going on with myself and um, yeah I just I, I don't know I just <laughs> I, I find that really hard like it's hard when you can see that there's obviously something like not right um, not necessarily it's always not you know it doesn't have to be negative but there's clearly stuff and behaviors that are not a positive behavior and you know could be helped you know just not just for the person but the people around them it could be assisted by talking to someone and they're just not open to it and it also just I think makes it a little bit hard for yourself because you don't really know what's going on with your own family so it can sometimes make it hard or at least I've found can sort of make it hard because you think like I'm sure that there is certain mental health you know issues going on that I will never know if they're in my family or not because I cannot confirm or deny that they are there so yeah that makes it a little bit difficult but um basically I've been having I've been dealing with stuff for a long time um I've always probably been like a bit more of a quiet a shy person hard to believe now because I've tried to sort of um branch myself out a bit and be a bit more comfortable with certain things um but definitely in like crowds like I've always hated being in big crowds and stuff like that um it's just not not for me personally um particularly if I don't have like a large group of people like if I have a good group of friends with me I feel a little bit more comfortable because I've got a lot of people that I can like sort of hang around with and feel like I'm not going to get lost and stuff like that but if I'm like with one person I feel very like anything could happen to me and I don't feel like 100% safe um which again, like this is all just my own stuff, not to say that people in crowds are looking to hurt you, but that's just where, my, where I'm at. Um, I found, I, I'm definitely like an overthinker. Um, I worry a lot about things that I maybe shouldn't worry about and get stressed about things very easily. And I like, you know, it's constantly on my mind. Um, I don't sleep great. <laughs> um, it's, a lot of these things have been progressively worse over the course of the last year, which I don't think is purely like COVID based. I know that a lot of people sort of have been having their mental health sort of decline through COVID being around and obviously stopping you from living your normal life, um, which definitely it doesn't help. But I think these issues have been there for a long time and it's just other thing, other triggers throughout this year that have been or the, through the last year, I should say, um, that have exemplified them and made them a little bit worse to the point where I've sort of obviously come to the point where I'm like, I'm not dealing with it very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, things like stressing, exhausted, um, sleeping, like I have a lot of the time, I've, you know, I'm relaxing at night. I don't want to go to sleep because I don't want to start the next day 
depending on what the day is. Um, so I often stay up late and then get really tired. I'll wake up throughout the night at least once. Um, so just not great with that. Um, I often have like a real lack of motivation to do anything. <laughs> um, even if it's something like really positive, like, oh, I want to go and like go for a nice hike to a waterfall or go out and, you know, go for a date, go out for dinner, go out with friends. Um, I find like that's I see it more as like a chore in my day. And I really hate change. Like if I, even if I've got nothing planned, if someone say messages me and then, again, this could be a friend or family or whatever. Um, and they're like, you know, oh, do you want to like catch up? just on a whim and I'm like literally doing nothing but in my head I'm like I've planned to do nothing and I don't like the change and it sort of upsets me I don't like it and I don't often do that thing because I'm like I wasn't prepared for it I don't want to do it um so that's kind of where I'm at um I do obviously I still go to like and work and stuff like that but I find it's a lack of motivation for things that aren't like compulsory necessary if that makes sense um obviously I have a um, strained relationship with Definitely with my dad, um, some other family members, they're like a little bit strange as well. Um, and I know I used to sit in my bedroom for like, basically as soon as I got home from school, I would be in my room and I basically wouldn't come out until I had dinner and then I'd be back in there again and just like put on music and like draw or play with toys or whatever the fuck I was doing. Um, and I feel like that's kind of continued into when I've moved out, but instead of having like just my bedroom, it's like the whole apartment is a bedroom and you know, I don't always have family or anything. So I'm sort of like wherever I am, I'm private. And I feel like I just kind of like then prefer to just sit in my apartment and not leave. That's like my, my personal, like my comfort zone, I guess. So that's sort of a real snapshot. Um, obviously that's not everything that I'm dealing with. And I'm obviously haven't gone into a lot of detail with it. As I said, if you've got any questions with anything that I'm talking about, um, leave a comment, um, or send me a DM or anything like that. Um, at Cat Eye Podcast on Twitter or Instagram because obviously like I know lots of people are dealing with lots of things so I'm happy to answer further questions of that if you're maybe dealing with a similar thing or um, you know just have a comment that you want to mention about it so um, also I'm happy to hear suggestions of people that have also just like been through shit and they're like hey I found this was a really good like comfort thing or a way to get me out of some not great habits so any of that definitely let me know but um that's kind of a snapshot of what I'm dealing with. Um, as I said, I've never really been to a psychology session before. Um, we went to one when I was like maybe 16 or 17, I think. Um, I only went once and I was happy to go back again, but it was more of a family counseling session where it was my mom, my sister and myself. We all went um, together for reasons which I'm not going to go into at the moment, but we all went together, had a psychology session, and it definitely helped start a change of things in our lives. Um, but we never, as I said, went back. So I feel like this was the first time like I really went for myself and like it was all on me. And I was, you know, I obviously got the ability to go back as many times as I want to and feel, you know, until I feel like I've got the help that I need. Um, so, yeah, I... I just sort of was like trying to deal with this stuff by myself because I sort of I had this feeling of like as long as I'm able to get up and go to work and like make an income and survive living on my own, then I'm coping. <laughs> um, and I think that mentality kind of ruined me a little bit because instead of looking at the problems as something that are real problems, I kind of let them escalate a little bit more because I was still able to, in my mind, function, which... I honestly, looking at it now, I don't think I really am functioning. I'm surviving. As I said before, I was able to survive out of home. Um, 
you know, it's a necessity that I go to work. I don't have a choice in that. If I want to be able to live in the place that I live and have what I have, I have to work, I have to earn money. So it's not really a choice. Um, so I don't feel like in my head, like looking at it now, that's probably not the best way to be looking at it because I realize some people like genuinely cannot get out of bed or, you know, have that sort of issue with, and that's like, you know, that's another level. But for me, I thought if I can go to work, then I'm fine, which is wrong. <laughs> it's clearly not correct. Um, as this year has proven to me, um, I have had, I think four meltdowns throughout the last, well, within the last 12 months, um, for several different reasons. But it seems to be that I just sort of have these triggers and I sort of am stressed and not in a great space for like 80% of the time, but then just keep moving forward. And then finally, like something else hits a trigger and then it just topples over into this meltdown of like just pure emotion, feeling really down, crying about everything, just feeling like I have limited options <laughs> and that I'm not doing okay. Um, I don't personally feel like I want to hurt myself or others. Um, but that's just from a point of view of like, I don't want to have the memory of hurting myself. I or like, you know, the scars of that. I'd rather like personally move on from it without anything showing it on my body. But again, not to judge anyone. That's just my personal feelings of it all. But definitely left feeling like hopeless, um, which isn't a great feeling obviously it makes you feel very upset and like you can't do anything to change your situation which is a terrible way to feel um and just feeling very um I guess isolated and it's not even from the again like it's not really COVID related I just have a very small circle of people that I really trust um I have a very small friend group of like only a couple of friends and I know like lots of people go like oh I have no friends like I genuinely have a very limited amount of friends because I find a lot of people very difficult to be with in a friend sense. Like, you know, I can tolerate them as an acquaintance if they're around like maybe my other friends, like friends of friends or something like that, that, you know, I just see on occasion at a barbecue or something like that. But actual people that I care about, I find lots of things I find very irritating and <laughs> I kind of can't handle people being toxic or backstabbing or just little behaviors like that that I'm like, I could deal with it I could deal with the fact that you annoy me but why would I like I only live once and I kind of don't want to be bothered with it I can't be bothered with pick me girls like that kind of thing where they're like very much like striving for male attention all the time I can't be bothered with people who can't take um you know can't accept the faults in themselves or when they've done the wrong thing can't just be like yeah I did I don't like dishonesty I don't like people that sort of thing like you get an idea like I, there's a lot of things that I kind of can't handle being there in a person that I'm like if you're going to be my friend, like, and this might sound really bad on me. I might sound like a really horribly judgy person, but it's just like, I just would prefer not to have you around and deal with that. So, um, which again, each to their own, I just don't like to deal with it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and obviously there's things like, you know, I'm not a huge clubber. So anyone that's like, wants to go out every night, I don't really want to do that. So we're probably not going to click very well. Same thing with like, I don't really like shopping or handbags or, um, getting my nails and hair done, stuff like that. So like, I feel like my, uh, the amount of people that kind of fit the bubble of people that I can tolerate is kind of small. So then therefore my social circle is quite small. Like I could probably count everybody on, a, you know, on my hands of the people that I actually care about. And I don't even know if I'd make it to 10. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. <laughs> so um, that definitely doesn't help with feeling isolated. 
um, because obviously you don't feel like you have a very, or I don't feel like I have a very big support group. There's not a lot of people to reach out to. And even when something's going really well in my life, like there's not a lot of people to tell, um, which obviously can be a little bit hard when say you see things on Facebook. I'm not a person like someone that like posts all the time about everything going on in their life, successes or otherwise. Um, but it can be hard when you see people that do do that and they've got, you know, 30 different comments and, you know, tens of hundreds of likes and stuff like that and you kind of they're like wow I wish I had like I don't even know that many people like let alone have enough that would care to do that so um that can be kind of hard I feel like in times when I'm just like I just want support whether it be to help me get through things or just to share in my happiness and I don't have the amount that maybe like I would prefer to have um but I realize that it's like through my own doing as well that I don't have that big support group so that can be tough and again I just want to preface this with the fact that this is all like my own personal feelings on this whole thing I don't by any means me feel that like everyone needs a huge group of friends or a small group of friends to be happy or whatever like you do whatever makes you feel good it, this is all just on me so just a further disclaimer like everything I'm talking about is just personal for me um so yeah I just think like I generally feel like <laughs> with this self-done lack of support um that I basically ended up having these big meltdowns um, not feeling like I really had anyone to talk to, but I also don't reach out the same. So like, obviously I live with, um, my partner, Harry, but <laughs> other than him, um, the rest of my family, my friends that I have, I don't necessarily tell them like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now. Um, I'll often just act as normal because I don't want to force that upon them. I don't want them to have to feel like they owe me anything or that they have to provide me with sympathy. Um, because I don't know, I just, I'm worried that they're going to think that I'm just like asking for sympathy as opposed to like genuinely wanting to give it. Um, so that also doesn't help my, <laughs> my issues. Um, so you can see where like, clearly this is going into an unhealthy spiral. Things keep getting worse. I'm not happy with my workplace and we get to where we are now where I was like, I'm clearly not doing okay. And the slightest thing sort of is sending me over the edge <laughs> and the meltdowns that I'm having are getting in a lot of like quicker succession between them, like, you know, from one to the next. I think I had like, I had one back in like May or June around the time, like near when my grandfather passed, I just had a lot of things going on and I just was not happy. Um, and then I think it was a fair few months after that, before I had another one, two weeks later, I had another one. And then there was a bit of a little break, but less time than between the first two and then had another one and then just this all this kind of stuff so it's just obviously not like it's happening quite quickly so I think it's just it's clearly not progressing in a way that's positive I'm clearly not coping with it myself um, and I just figured it was time to seek help so as I said it's not something that my family is particularly into um, I really like psychology as I said I'm studying it myself so obviously I have like maybe a little bit of a biased opinion on it but I find it really interesting and I think it can be a really valuable tool. So I'm obviously not against it at all. And I ended up booking an appointment um, with someone who, that even when I called up the reception um, just to book the appointment, they were really lovely and they were really understanding. She briefly asked me what was going on. I gave her a small amount of t details and she was like, yep, just, you know, all she wanted to do was just know what was going on so she could fit me with the best psychologist. So then in itself, like you're trying, actively trying to give me the best possible outcome by starting me off on a strong footing with someone who's well versed in the issues that I'm talking about so that was all very positive um and just to say I left feeling that first session with my psychologist feeling really hopeful that 
Um, everything we were going to discuss was going to lead to a much more positive mindset. Um, was going to help me with a lot of the issues that I have going on. <laughs> and um, yeah, just very hopeful that there was positive things in my future from this, that this wasn't just a waste of time. Um, she honestly, by, with, you know, within 15, 20 minutes of us, of me talking about some issues that I was having and some problems that I was facing, she was able to go, you know, she even said, she's like, you probably don't like crowds. You're probably much more inclined to have like a preference for one-on-one -on -one deeper conversations and small talk. Um, you know, just listing off all these things. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like this is me. Um, and she was like, yeah, no, I can pick it. Like it's, you know, all this sort of stuff that you're saying, like, that's exactly what it sounds like. She was under the impression that I was, um, had a particular trait going on, which having done some research into it myself, I totally agree that that's what I sound like. I don't want to officially say it here because she's, it's more of a suggestion at this point. I imagine that through our time together, she'll confirm what's going on. So I don't want to like say I'm this without confirming that. So that's why I'm not sharing it, but that, you know, there is something there and it's not that I'm trying to hide it from you all. I just don't want to like self-diagnose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I hadn't even got into everything. I was just scraping the surface and just from the things that she was asking me, she was able to read me like a book. And you know, that also helps because you're not really having to describe your personality. You're just talking and they're there. Everything that you say, the way you describe situations at all, helps them to understand who you are and how your mind works, which then in turn can help them to know how to help you. Um, you don't really need to provide, oh, you know, this is a snapshot of who I am. And I mean, also I think it is good because they look past all the bullshit. Like they're not going, how do you think you are as a person? They're just going, tell me what's wrong. And then from that, they gather your personality because obviously we lie because certain things we don't feel like are socially acceptable or we'd like to believe we're a different version than we are. And this, this just cuts through all that. They know exactly who you are. So they know exactly how to help you. And that's one thing though, that I should mention is I think if you're going to go to a psychologist or psychiatrist, whoever, um, for help is to be fully open about the whole thing. There's no point holding back, um, any information because all it does is just make their job a little bit harder because they're trying to work with less information or slightly incorrect information. They're not there to judge you. They're literally just there to help you. So anything you say is only going to help yourself. Um, and they're not going to, they're, you know, patient psychologist confidentiality type of thing. Like they're not going to tell anyone because for one, it's against the law. <laughs> um, so they're not going to be going and gossiping about you. They're just literally just there to help you. So, um, you know, the only reason that they would ever tell anybody what's going on is because you're going to either hurt yourself or somebody else, or it's involved in like a crime. So that's pretty much it. So you're pretty safe. They're not going to talk to anyone about it. Um, and I think you get more out of it if you're more open to it. I mean, that's with a lot of things, but, um, yeah, I just feel like, um, you have to be able to just say everything and not be worried about what you're saying. Um, and through that as well, she ended up highlighting, um, again, within sort of the half an hour, highlighting a lot of problem areas that I was having with like, you know, like just unhelpful thinking, basically, like, um, she could list off a number of things that she thought was going on that I either, you know, she was going to do further sort of testing with me or, um, that she was like, I'm pretty sure this is what's going on. And I was like, yep, that's, that's me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just was able to get a lot of these sort of issues sort of like listed down to where she's like, okay, this is where we need to work on so that we can stop you. She used a really good um, example of like waves. So she said, you know, we just want you to have these little waves and little ripples as opposed to like a full tsunami of emotion. And we're trying to cap it off before it gets to that tsunami. So 
Um, I found that really helpful. She was discussing talking about um, coming up with a plan to work on these things. She was, you know, admitted not to... That, you know, it's not helpful to have her just sit there and talk to me the whole time that we should have an action plan to work on these problems. So they're not there just to use you for money. Like, she, obviously, I'm sure there's bad apples and everything, but she was, and I'm sure most of them are genuinely there to help you and, you know, want you to be, you know, not speed quick recovery, but also actively doing things to make your life better and not just have you, you know, tattling around half okay, half not okay. Like, they want you to be the best version of you that you can be. Um, I felt really super comfortable with the whole thing. She explained how we would have a plan. She explained the whole point of the next few sessions that we would have, how many she expects that we'll probably need. Um, you know, she was very, she was listening to everything that I said, but also when I occasionally brought up something that I imagined was an unhelpful thought or, um, you know, mental thing that was going on, you know, it would likely be like, you know, maybe this is why you saw it more negatively than it could have been, or, you know, just helpful suggestions throughout just to be like, oh, maybe you can look at this situation differently. And this was just while she was listening, but it wasn't that she was talking over the top of me all the time. It was just every so often she'd be like, oh, this could be, you know, maybe this is where you're making your life a little bit more difficult than it needs to be and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just overall, I thought it was super positive. I felt really good about it. And I think that this is going to help me out a lot. Um, because doing nothing was just not getting me anywhere. If anything, it was going worse. And I think there needs to be this removal. And I think a lot of people talk about this with like the shame of going and seeking help that, you know, there shouldn't be any. And I don't really know why it's still with all of the information that we have and the, you know, topic of mental health in general being more widely accepted in society. I don't know why we're still so worried about the shame of saying I'm not okay mentally. Um, you know, in the same way, if you break your leg or have a chronic health condition in terms of like your physical body, you would be looked at as neglecting yourself if you didn't go and seek help for that through a medical professional. And your mental health is the same, whether it's a, something that you just need, you know, only a short number of time, you know, with sessions to get over or if it's something that you're going to be dealing with the rest of your life. Either way, it's the same. It's just, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And it should be looked at in that same way of you're neglecting yourself if you're not seeking help for your mental health, you know? Um, and I think it's really sad that it's not seen that same way or we're judged or, you know, it's so, I mean, workplaces aren't great <laughs> anyway, I feel, I mean, this could be my own experience, but I feel like when you say I need time off for mental health, it's not looked at in the same respect as if you say I need time off cause I broke my leg or I'm going to hospital or whatever. Um, you know, for some reason they sort of see it as, well, you're physically able, so why can't you be there? But it's like physically able is different and mentally if you're not there, like, you know, you don't know what people are going through and you could be on the edge and you just need a week off and that should be not even questioned. It should be, yep, no worries, take the time you need. So, I, yeah, I understand there is, um, you know, it can still be hard and there are still people that judge you, but we need to stop that. And the more people that come out and talk about mental health, talk about their experiences and getting help and stuff like that, making it more normalized, the better it's going to be. And I think by hiding the fact that you're suffering, you're not doing yourself or anyone any favors. It doesn't benefit you. It doesn't make the problem go away. It makes it worse. Um, and I just think, you know, there's no harm in trying it, right? Like there's no harm in, I mean, even if you just need a break, like a mental refresh, you don't want to speak to anyone. You just want to take a week, a couple of weeks off or something like that. Totally fine. Do that. If that's what you're comfortable with, do it. But I think there's no harm in talking to someone. And I'm not talking about, 
I mean, obviously support from friends and stuff is really great, but the expertise that you get from seeking help from a professional, whether it's psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, whatever, it's a different, it's a different experience. They're unbiased. They don't know you outside of the, you know, the room that you're in. They don't have any motivations to, you know, pussyfoot around for lack of a better word. You know, there's no bias going on. They, they're just doing what is the best thing for you and telling you what the best thing is. They don't have any, you know, they don't know your friends. So they're scared of saying anything that's going to upset you or them or whatever. Like it's very unbiased. I keep using that word because that's the best word I can think of because it is. It's just, it's a neutral environment. They don't know anybody else in your life and they're just talking to you about your problems. And so, you know, you go there, you tell them things. If you don't feel like you're getting what you want out of it, you don't feel like it's going to help you, that's fine. You don't have to go back, but you can leave with the knowledge that it didn't hurt and it's not, it's not going to follow you, you know, like there's no one that's going to find out anything that you said in that room you know, it might be a little bit painful for you to bring up some stuff that's going on, which, I mean, if you're bringing up stuff that's painful, I would suggest maybe you go back. But again, up to you. But I just think that whole thing of like, it's not going to follow you. It's not like talking to a friend and then going, oh, fuck, you know, I probably shouldn't have said all that stuff to them. I was in a vulnerable state and now they know all this information and they might pass it on to Casey or whatever the fuck their, you know, your friend's name is, whatever. Um, I just think, you know, this way it's completely cut off from everything, you know, you don't have to worry about who you talk about. For instance, I was a bit worried about bringing up certain family members because whenever I talk to anyone about certain things, I'm always worried about that because I'm worried it's going to get back to them and that I'm offending them. But in that room, I was like, you know what? She doesn't know any of my family. It's never going to get back to them. And I don't have to be worried about it. And I need to get this out to somebody, you know? And that's where I think it can be so valuable because you're getting out things that you can't get out with anybody else. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where I want to <laughs> get up. Obviously, it's not, you know, I haven't given you a huge amount of information. I feel like this discussion could be a lot more parts and I'm happy to talk about everything that went on. Um, I, you know, myself, I cried <laughs> while I was talking to her and describing some of the things that was going on. And even that, like, there's no need to feel embarrassed about getting upset. These things hurt. It can, you know, it can be painful. It's upsetting. That's why you're seeking help. So I feel like that's another thing as well. Like, they're not going to judge you because you cry or because you're really hurt by something. Even if it doesn't feel like a lot to you, like, you're worried. They're like, oh, this is so pathetic. Like, they don't care. They're just there to help you. Um, so, yeah, I just, as I said, I want to just, you know, bring that up, talk about it start the conversation and then you know if anyone's got any questions or wants me to delve in further with anything that I've talked about I'm happy to do so I just um in terms of the actual discussion of my personal issues I obviously just want to wait um for more sessions just to be certain of what's going on with myself so that I'm not giving out false information about what's wrong with me when it's not you know it's not proven yet it's not diagnosed um but Again, I'm happy to talk about any of these things with you. It's just if that's what you're more interested in, you might just have to wait a little bit for me to actually get that out. But um, yeah, that's sort of basically where I want to start this off with. Um, if you have any comments, questions, topics that you want me to talk about, um, let me know over on Twitter or Instagram at CatEyePodcast. Um, as I said, I normally release topics every week, but at this stage, I actually don't know what my next topic's going to be. Um, because as I said, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be recording one for next week. So it might be a couple of weeks away. But again, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, um, I'll definitely release it on there once I know so that we can open that discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise just, you know, rate and review, 
that helps us out a lot. It helps to reach a much wider audience. And otherwise, just thank you for listening. Thanks for the chats. And I will talk to you all later. Bye.